Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. I return to the village of Hawklaw, where the recent attack on the village by a fearsome legion of Otorok has left a hang of gloom cloud of gloom hanging over the settlement. The inhabitants of Hawklaw are still both bewildered and frightened by recent events, which include the deaths of two prominent citizens, Nell, the village smithy, and Elmnir, the local sage. Yes, things are pretty grim in old Hawklaw, and it ain't over yet, because for some reason, some inexplicable reason, it has been decided that Runeskin has, Runeskin has decided that the place to let, the place to, to play out his grudge against me and his sinister scheme to make me one of his immortal minions is here. Why? Dunno, maybe he just knows that I won't let this, that I will continue to defend this village because it's the first one I came to and I personally know a lot of the people here. And I've saved it so many times, it's sort of like a sunk cost fallacy. I mean, what, once, you, once you save a village about a dozen times, you kind of can't stop because all your other previous savings become worthless. Not <laughs> so I'm just going to keep on saving this village, even though I 
might be able to actually save a lot more people if I went elsewhere. But that's but whatever it is. Moonskin knows I'll do that. So we'll just keep sending the Otoak and other crazy, crazy monsters. But anyway, there's a whole lot of adventures for this location. There's Deep in the Forest. There's the Cabin. I think that's an adventure we have. I think, I think we did that before on another character. Yep, yep, that's the fourth ever episode I did, was The Cabin. It's a pretty short one. So, no, no point. If I'm going to do that again, I won't be recording it, because you can already listen to it. And then there's The Wand. That's a pretty fun adventure. The Snowy Dusk. And there's a Dark Prelude. Which continues the march of the Uteruk. And then there's the end of your rope. That's a fun little adventure in the tavern. On the road to Hawklaw. Which is quite strange. And then there's Wed Warren. That is a very long adventure. And then there's a little matter about an orb. Where I I do the thing where I where the favour that I that I was that I that I owe is called in. But this time we will do a dark prelude. Colophar's heart sank and slowly, unwillingly, began to pivot. Turning first his shoulders and flowing with his head as he dared to place his gaze on what had approached their backs unseen. Let's start this adventure. Several minutes ago, on the southern edge of Hawklaw, Colophar fell back with the others beating a hasty tactical retreat north along Hawklaw's main thoroughfare. Never once did it occur to the youngest member of the village militia to turn and take flight from the savage menace that already claimed the lives of three of his companions. Corrin, the leader of the militia, a former field captain in the Tosin army, a man who never readily backed down in the face of danger, had been the first to fall. Oh no, I knew that guy. I mean, we'd, 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 we'd both worked together when the blizzard struck the hills. And we helped out with the rough night in the stoneback. We talked after after the after I after I cleared out the cleared out the caves of Westworld. Now he's gone. Oh no! The death of Corwin 
sudden and brutal as it was, the result of a single swipe of the grey-skinned troll's cruel stone axe had momentarily stunned Kofler, the man who had trained him in the art of armed combat since he was old enough to lift a sword, was gone in the blink of an eye. Despite the grievous loss, Kolofar and his brothers in arms remained determined to defraud the beast's advance upon the village. In the instant that Corlin fell, the young swordsman realised that he and the five yet his size were, at the moment, Orclaw's last hope. Oh dear, they need cavalry. Or failing that, either metaphorical or literal cavalry, either would do. The thought filled him with dread. Glofar looked to his left and then to his right. His fellow militiamen, armed with swords and spears, nodded, signaling their intent to make a stand against the advancing forest troll. The young swordsman exhaled and slowly flexed his fingers on the leather hat, hilt of the blade Corin had given him last spring. The troll, now nearly twenty yard, now within twenty yards of the stalwart band, stretched its fang-filled jaws wide and unleashed a savage bellow. The man, directly to Corlefar's white, a woodcutter named Umbril, cursed loudly and spat on the ground. And they will tear quite through us, Dolibre's voice cracked as he spoke, spoke, betraying the terror that they held him in. It killed Corin in a strangled stroke. Close stance. Chance against it. This is madness. There is only... There is only one. We can turn it back if we surround it. Confor's reply came too suddenly on the heels of Cordobar's lament, lament carry little conviction. We cannot let it reach the centre. Pudipor needs time to round up. A soft crunch of a foot pressing into the stony ground just behind the R-band served to fill the five men with sudden and paralysing fear. Koalov's heart sank, and slowly, unwillingly, he began to pivot, turning first his shoulders, following with his head, as he dared to place his gaze on what had approached the backs unseen. The soft, calm voice that shattered a fleeting moment, just a tense, tense silence, reached the young man's ears before he had fully turned. Get behind me! And now, not waiting for the five members of the militia to hear, he's your command. Okay, he's the metaphorical cavalry, and possibly literal. It's not sure whether I'm on my horse or not. Probably not, because they'd have heard that. You push through the line and place yourself directly in the path of the approaching troll, with your eyes fixed on the savage, axe-wielding beast. You repeat your directive and were relieved to hear the crunch of footfalls as the three men slowly retreat along the thoroughfare. As the troll continues towards you, the stole, stone blade of its massive axe, smeared with blood, a bright 
orange glow suddenly envelops its torso. As the glow fades, your eyes are drawn to a shimmering, emblazoned orange mark on the creature's chest. A mark that depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. The mark of Runeskin. Of course it's that guy. Guys, that guy. Quite a lot of the time. Yeah, that doesn't explain the mark, just Runeskin himself. And if you've been paying attention to previous episodes, you're quite familiar with that. Oik. <laughs> that particularly... That particularly odious ogre. The wound, the wound covered ruffian. Even with your mind, even with your mind awash, your thoughts filled with the dreadful implications of realization, you manage to return your focus to the town troll who is now nearly upon you. Without warning, the emblazoned symbol on the troll's chest glows brightly. A broad bolt of crimson flame erupts out of the symbol and shrieks towards the air towards you. Few options now. I can attempt to dodge the blast of fire. I can use elementalism, shadow magic or fortification. I'll give elementalism a shot. You have 16 XP to elementalism. You summon your power of elementalism. You focus your power on the hurtling bolt of flame and breathe a sigh of relief as the deadly missile is swiftly reduced to little more than a soaring ball of ash. The smouldering mass lands harmlessly on the ground at your feet. Yay! The shimmering mark emblazoned on the troll's leathery chest flares brightly as the savage creature strides forward, its stone-bladed axe poised to deal you a single decisive blow. It's a wound mark troll. I swing my mace, and the axe-wielding troll swipes at you this deadly weapon, which is the axe, if you weren't paying attention. I keep macing it, it keeps trying to axe me, but usually misses. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 30 damage. Ano oh, another devastating blow for 31 damage. But now it is slain. But this is wound skin we're talking about here. This probably isn't the end of even this little chapter. 135 combat experience. And I then healed myself as well. The towering forest troll collapses onto the thoroughfare, its stone-bladed axe slipping from its bloodied hands as it draws a final ragged breath and expires. Wiping away the sweat and grime streaking down your brow, you step back to catch your breath and take a moment to admire your handiwork. 
The Wispite proves only fleeting. The bloody carcass of the slain troll begins to twitch and convulse. You instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as you lock your gaze onto the creature's remains. With a lurching motion, the towering troll staggers to its feet. Large chunks of the beast flesh fall to the ground, leaving behind patches of bare bone as the creature assumes its full fearsome height. The emblazoned mark, still visible on the troll's tattered chest, flares brightly. The savage, half-skeletal troll unleashes a deafening bellow and lunges at you, attempting to tear you to pieces with its long, deadly black claws. It's the wound, it's a wound mark, risen troll, and I begin combat against it. The half-skeletal troll swipes at you, its deadly black claws, and it keeps swiping. And I keep macing, mace, mace. It smashes through my defences with a devastating blow. The 32 damage, but I just keep hitting it. And another devastating blow for 19 damage. But now it is slain. Although, of course, that doesn't necessarily mean it's done. Because apparently, wound skin knows necromancy as well. Because of course he does. Of course he does. The troll collapses into the thoroughfare. You step back. You step back and... Oh, you step back. Step back. I'm still stepping back. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh dear, I missed I missed a bit of text. Well, you know what this means. Just gonna to quick combat that and quit quit without saving so I can pause and get back to the text I just missed. I'll catch I'll join you again when I get to it. Okay, I've defeated the Wizen Troll for another 135 combat experience. And now I can read what I previously missed due to some internet shenanigans. The troll collapses onto the thoroughfare. You step back and watch as the half-skeletal remains of the savage creature continue to weave for several moments before becoming still. Then, with the flurry of movement, the towering troll, towering troll again staggers to its feet. The remainder of the flesh clinging to the beast's bones drops away, revealing the entirety of the troll's sturdy, stone-hard exoskeleton. The emblazoned mark, now painted across the creature's broad ribcage, flares brightly without a sound. The fearsome skeletal troll steps forward and attacks. Now it's the wound mark skeletal troll, because I've just knocked off everything else. Swipes at you with his deadly black claws. 
and just keep swinging my mace. Swinging my mace. Smashes through my defences with a devastating blow of a 19 damage. And I go into waves. And now, stay dead, okay? It's very annoying having to kill you three times. 135 experience points once more. The skeletal troll staggers forward and collapses into a heap of splintered bone. You step back and retain a guarded posture as you watch for any sign of movement from the pile of bones. After nearly a minute, convinced that the troll will not rise again, you relax your stance and exhale sharply. <sighs> At that very moment, a low, pulsing hum fills the air. Of course. It does. You slowly turn your wary gaze to the west, in the direction of the pulsing scum, and are dismayed, not surprised, to find a black, blue-wimmed portal hovering only inches above the ground at the edge of the thoroughfare. Your pulse quickens as out of the swirling, inky black core of the magical gate steps a lone Oturuk. All right. Time to equip the anti work weapon. That is Omdro's Oaken Wad. Without hesitation, the wood and iron being strides in your direction. You boldly step forward to meet the impending attack. It's an Oturuk. As usual. Now... It swipes with its iron tip wooden limbs. It has adapted its combat tactics. Oh, I'm, it, has, it has stunned me. That's unfair. Oh, it adapted to a plus 11. Naughty, naughty. You should have adapted to... Ooh! Umdro's oaken wad suddenly ellipses. Emits a blazing green glow. The Otorok is stunned. But the Otorok somehow strikes me with a staggering blow. My body and spirit help to avoid being stunned. I lose 10 damage. But now it's stunned so I can attack freely for a few rounds. Now it's unstunned. Stunned again. Thank you, Omdurol. Now it's ooh, stunned again. Stunned once more. And one more stunning. And it is slain. 9 XP. Just. Oh, wait. No, no. You'll get. Nope. Can't even heal from that because the next one turns up immediately. With your gaze fixed on the blue wind portal, you step over the shattered remains of the slain Oturok and cautiously approach the vortex. Within ten yards of portal, when another Otorok, unlike any you've ever before encountered, emerges from the swirling core. This Otorok, its familiar or potoso, perched, perched above a four-legged lower portion, moves towards you with alarming swiftness. It's a four-legged Otorok. Oh man. 
Help! I don't. Why do you even do that? All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fight this manually as well. Just to see if it does anything different. The four-legged Ultraup swipes at you with its iron-tipped iron wooden limbs. And it has now adapted its combat tactics to match yours, meaning it's scaled. Ooh, fortunately, it only scaled to plus eight this time. So this one is a lot easier. Staggering blow, body and spirit mean I'm not stunned. It is stunned once more. Oh, tries to stagger me, fails. Can't act, act the next round. And, but anyway, it is slain. 9xp. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, they're pretty, it's pretty much the same. The same when you, when it's at, well, however many legs it's got. You stare down at the bent, splintered remains of the four-legged Otawak. This strange new variation of the sinister magical beings, to which you've unfortunately become familiar, is alarming. There is ever little time to contemplate this unsettling turn of events. Something else has begun to emerge from the portal. A wing of blue energy... Outlying the swirling black core of the portal, crackles and flares brightly as yet another of the sinister, silent invaders merges from the vortex. You bravely hold your ground and prepare to engage your third Otorok. Just a regular Otorok. Quick combat, that one. 9xp. As your wood and iron foe collapses into a twisted heap at your feet, the swirling portal from which it emerged suddenly begins to weave, ripple and weave. You step back and assume a defensive stance as the wind vortex rapidly transforms into a, into a spear of black energy. This massive orb of energy, its low pulsing hum filling the air, floats towards you as, as broad arcs of blue lightning leap from its rotating surf. Okay, if I use, I can use gating 70 plus against it, this will weaken it. Use gating. The use of gating has succeeded. 24 experience to gating. You channel your power of gating and focus it on the transform portal. Almost at once, a, a violent series of ripples passes across the surface of the rotating orb. Your potent magic has severely damaged the spear. Suddenly, the spinning energy spear ripples and vanishes. In its wake, you find yourself once again standing in front of the blue wind portal. The wing of blue energy outlining the swirling black core of the portal crackles and flares brightly as yet another of the sinister, silent evaders emerges from the vortex. You bravely hold your ground and prepare to engage the fourth Otorok. This is a four-legged one, still going to quick combat it. It is slain. Nine XP for that one.
as your wood and iron foe collapses into a twisted heap at your feet. The swirling portal from which it emerged suddenly begins to whipple and weave. You step back and assume a defensive stance, not daring to take your eyes off the magical gate. The ring of blue energy outlining the swirling black core of the portal crackles and flares brightly as yet another of the sinister, silent invaders emerges from the vortex. You bravely hold your ground and prepare to engage the fifth Otoruk. This is a glowing Otoruk, still going to quick combat it. And it is slain, another 9xp. As your wood and iron foe collapses into a twisted heap at your feet, the swirling portal from which it emerged suddenly begins to whipple and weave. You step back and assume a defensive stance, not daring to take your eyes off the magical gate. Another thing comes out. It's a regular Otoruk. Quick combat. As 9xp, as your wood and iron foe collapses into a twisted heap at your feet, the swirling black portal from which it emerged suddenly begins to whipple and weave. You step back and assume a defensive stance as the blue-wimmed vortex rapidly transforms into a spinning spear of black energy. The massive orb of energy, its low, pulsing hum filling the air, floats towards you as broad arcs of blue light blue lightning leap from its rotating surface. Right, I've tried using gating. Now I'm just going to fight it. I engage the energy spear. Realising that defeat by defeating the massive energy spear, you may destroy the portal for which the Otorok have passed. You bravely hold your ground against the black, rapidly spinning orb. You sense the energy spear is now weakened. Let's begin combat against it. Broad times of blue energy leap from the surface of the spinning spear. And I'll just use my quickstone 20s just to do a bit more damage to it. Struck by a powerful energy attack for 4 and then 11 damage in different turns that is. Okay, and oh, it's got a lot of health, this one. I'm going to flee from it now. You fall back just beyond the range of the tines of energy that continue to leap off the surface of the spinning spear. Suddenly, the spinning energy spear whipples and vanishes. In its wake, you find yourself once again standing in front of of the blue-wimmed portal. The crack the wing of blue energy outlining the swirling black core of the portal crackens and flares brightly as yet another of the sinister silent invaders emerges from the vortex. You bravely hold your ground and prepare to engage your seventh Otorok. This one has four arms.
before our dark Otorok swipes at you with his iron-tipped wooden limbs. Now it is scaled to 11 plus. Just, just gonna, just bash, 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 with Ungdor Oakenward. 9 XP. As your wood and iron foe collapses into a twisted heap at your feet, the swirling portal for which it emerged suddenly begins to whipple and weave. You step back and assume a defensive stance, not daring to take your eyes off the magical gate. Just awaken a work, quick combat, 6xp. I guess that one didn't have time to adapt. It's a glowing Otwok, quick combat, 9xp. Okay, now, as the wood and iron foe collapses into a twisted heap at your feet, the swirling portal from which it emerged suddenly begins to whipple and weave. You step back and assume a defensive stance as the blue-wimmed vortex rapidly transforms into a spinning spear of black energy. The massive orb of energy, its low, pulsating hum, Filling the air floats towards you as broad arcs of blue lightning leap from its rotating surface. I shall engage it. Realising that by defeating the massive energy spear, you may destroy the portal for which the Otorok have passed, you bravely hold your ground against the black, rapidly spinning orb. You sense the energy spear is now severely weakened. Oh, goody. Begin combat against it. It now scales to 8+. Broad tines of blue energy leap from the surface of the spinning spear. Keep it up. Just going to keep bashing it. Bash, bash, bash. Bash, bash, bashity bash. It is slain. 9 XP. That's all you get for defeating it. Well, on this section anyway. Your final blow sends a series of violent shudders rippling across the spinning surface of the crackling spear. With a loud crackle, the energy spear vanishes. Woohoo! Leaving behind no trace of evil itself. Or the blue-wimmed portal from which it took four. 512 experience to general. That's alright. In the immediate aftermath of the battle with the wound marked troll. The wake of the forted Ohuak invasion. An eerie silence hangs over Hawklaw. Lying on the ground at the spot which the blue... At the spot over which the blue-wimmed portal hovered, discover a small, flat stone. The coin-sized stone is emblazoned with the mark of skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. Despite your initial reluctance to pick up the item, item you decide it may prove to be of some importance. To cautiously prodding it with your foot, you reach down, and take possession of it. I now have a womb-marked stone. 
This small flat stone, no bigger than a coin. Well, that doesn't really help. Coins come in all sorts of sizes. Bears the emblazoned mark of Rumskim. A clawed hand clutching an eye. Now and again, the mark on the stone emits a bright orange glow. Mm. So, is this something... Is this something that's supposed to slay Woundskin? Possibly delivered by some traitor against him in the ranks. You know, as well as humanity in general. Or is it part of Woundskin's plot? Or is it both a treason thing and part of Woundskin's plot in some sort of in some sort of chest master gambit. Because th th these are the sort of people engaged here who will do chess master gambits. Where, where, when you think you're going against someone, but ha! You thought you were killing me, but actually that was my plan all along. Because by being killed, I can now become Super Dude. The dead guy who is strong. But you know, with better writing. <laughs> After completing a thorough search of the now deserted village centre, you head south along the main thoroughfare, towards the spot where the militia's first disastrous first engagement with the emblazoned troll took place. There, on the southern edge of the village, but the thoroughfare turns into a broad path that crosses a shallow, stony stream. You find the bodies of Curin and two young, leather-clad men standing over the fallen men, with only the trickle of the nearby stream interrupts the grim silence of the solemn moment. You pay a final tribute to the men who bravely gave their lives to protect those unable to defend themselves. The sound of approaching fall, footfalls turns your gaze to the north, where it comes to west on a young man clad in, scarred, in a scarred leather vest. At his side has a short sword. He steps to within arm's length, reaches out and initiates a shoulder cross. The young man quickly breaks off the shoulder cross, and stoops down next to Corin's body. His, with tears filling his eyes, he slowly folds the arms of the freeing slain men across their chests, pausing to mutter a quick prayer to each of the symbolic acts. I've never been before been so willing to follow an order such as you gave, he says, as he rises to his feet making no effort to conceal the tear streaming down his face. I'm ashamed to admit it, though I not hide the fact that I was terrified of that beast. Monitor of last met you, Zoop. Surely your timely arrival is a sign that the Allfather has not utterly abandoned us in these darkening days, is it not? Side by side with a young man, 
with the young man whose name you learn is Kufflar. You, you stroll slowly back along the thoroughfare towards the village centre. More so, even though the deaths of Nell and Imlor, the untimely passing of Corin, and the two men who perished at his side, Umdral and Dubnir, Dubnir serves to cast a pall of dire gloom over Hawklaw. Once again, your praises are sung by the grateful inhabitants of the village, but the sediment, however genuine, wings hollow in the light of the unspoken fear that now seems to grip the once peaceful sediment. Oh, it wasn't really that peaceful. I mean, it had the, it had those goblin attack. It had the it had the whole giant business. There's and other other things kept happening. There was that bar fight. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. I don't think you can. The bar fight really doesn't compare. It's sort of a murder, arson, and jaywalking sort of thing there. But things are definitely grim now. Seated in the stoneback's common room, before the warm, flickering glow of the fire that blazes over the hearth, you listen as Pitfork advises you about the growing, pervasive sense of fear that grips the village. It's been two full days since our dear friends were laid to rest, he says leaning back in his chair and putting his feet closer to the fire. There's been no change in the mood that hangs over us. I very much doubt things will ever be as they were. The folk about here, about here myself included, are frightened. And why should we be otherwise? We count ourselves among the most fortunate to know someone like Yusuf. What can even you do in the face of all that? Simply too much to ask that we rest all our hopes squarely on your shoulders. You tell Pripple their greatest fear is that the recent incidents are in Hawklaw are but a prelude of more sinister events to come. He nods and squeezes the bridge of his nose between his thumb and forefinger. Word has already been sent to the outpost at the Northern Pass, right on the edge of the hills. You can expect a garrison to be lodged here within the coming weeks. I'll gladly give up the inn to them if their presence will buy us easier breathing and chase off just a bit of this gloom. The sense of melancholy and despair that deepened in the wake of the second incursion upon Hawklaw, so it's no sign of abating by the time you're prepared to set out for the village. Nearly a full week after the last of the Okorok fell. You bid farewell to Plipor and several others who have gathered in front of the stoneback to see you off, making certain to promise them you will soon return. As you pass north out of the village, you turn and look back along the broad thoroughfare 
that cuts through the heart of a remote but familiar settlement. The quiet, deserted scene spread out behind you serves as a grim reminder that a no place that no place is destined to remain forever unchanged and that not all change is for the better. That finishes this adventure with two thousand and forty eight experience to general and one hundred and twenty eight experience to all skills and powers. There doesn't no nothing. Nothing new is in Hawklaw, but if I look at the scenario list, hmm, must be something going on. Maybe if I maybe I have to travel a bit first. You know, like how it was with the hmm. hmm. There must be something new coming up. Yeah. Hmm. Where could it be? Travel. Southwest Isa. Stick. All right. Must be something happening, but I'm not sure where. Because I'm sure Woonsium is preparing another strike. And when I next encounter it, you will hear of it. But until then, farewell. Fellow Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.